Hello everyone, my name is Christian. Welcome back to TechPoint. Today our guest is David, the CEO of MYR. Hello. How are you? Um, doing great. Please tell us what your company does. Uh, we are a, a SaaS-based uh, point of sale that's specifically uh, organized in the cloud to work with quick service restaurants only. So we don't touch table service. Um, if you, you know, it's a very simple difference between the two is uh, you you pay before you eat, right? So anywhere where you have to place an order, you pay, and then you'll receive your your food. That's a quick service versus a full service, right? Full, so that's what it's mm. about. And so what makes it you know a product different that way is um, think about the systems that you'll find in a full service restaurant as a point of sale. Many of them, Toast, Lightspeed, uh, Touch Bistro, uh, you know, Maitre D, all you know, all those. And then if you look at the quick service point of sales, you're going to see more custom solutions like Subway has their own developed uh, point of sale. Uh, McDonald's has its own system that they built from the ground up sitting on NCR hardware because, you know, when you're in a full service restaurant, it's not about speed of the point of sale uh, versus when you're at a McDonald's, it's all about speed of the point of sale. Right? Absolutely. So very different engineering, uh, a very in different engineering structure. So what we did is a long time ago, we built uh, tech stack about 13 years ago um, we only incorporated about five and only been really actively selling for three um, because quick service didn't exist 13 years ago it was just this concept of you know it was, it was like uh, fast food chains and restaurants and then coffee shops started to become the, the first qsrs and then taco stands and salad bars and and so we we naturally built um, a product that fit to that workflow and so we're one of the rare, only cloud-based QS, uh, QSR-focused POSs out there um, because everyone else went into the full service back in the day. And we were one of the rare that mm. just grew into this new vertical that is obviously dominating the world, right? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for, uh, for the explaining. Uh, it's now clear. Um, so what type of businesses do you support? Uh, so not so let's let's look at quick service in, in a nutshell so it started with coffee shops right the idea yep. was you know how do, how do can I serve how can I you know you're making 90% of your sales in two hours right the morning rush so how do how can I how can I have a system that efficiently allows me to uh, punch in and output as many orders as possible like how can I go from 200 orders in those two hours to 300 orders so coffee shops and then that, that migrated into into uh, actually our first customer was a salad bar which had multiple different stations so having multiple different caches relaying to multiple different KDSs kitchen stations then food trucks and, and, and you know and all of, anything that was trying to make something quickly and efficiently whether it's from coffee to you know let's say I don't know a burrito it doesn't matter um, but then the natural progression was that quick service restaurants its natural progression is to scale and what does scaling mean it doesn't mean scale to fulfill more orders only it's also what happens it's multiply and eventually become a franchise so so from a single point of SaaS technology that we were delivering for a single location the natural progression was to start helping franchises and that's now where we we're, we're excelling so we're able to get in and service restaurant franchises which are mostly quick service right if you open a sit-down restaurant you're not thinking about opening 10 of them you want that one to be perfect and you want that one to be the one that everyone's gonna go to and the one's gonna survive right become a staple yeah. but whereas if you're like doing a shawarma really well 
well, you want to be able to replicate. So you yeah. need you need a technology, and that's who we service. So we service from the individual SMB in a in a quick service space, all the way to uh, franchises that have over a hundred locations now that run on our platform. So that's wow. that's what we're doing. And uh, can you share with us some of your features? Uh, well, the, the one the one really interesting thing is that we've built um, we're the so we're the only point of sale that has direct two way integrations with uh, Uber Eats, Skip the Dishes in Canada, DoorDash, uh, and Ritual. And we're working on Grubhub now, so we have no middleware. We're fully vertically uh, integrated. We have our own white label ordering application as well. That's sitting. It's a React JS with a progressive web app, so that it w works on any device, uh, bypassing the app stores. We have our POS itself that can, you can have up to um, unlimited number of cash registers sitting on iPads, connected to an unlimited number of kitchen displays sitting on iPads, having un unlimited uh, table side ordering. Um, or let's say line busting uh, iPads that can go out into the into the space, um, and all of that is working not through the cloud actually local uh, the local Wi-Fi uh, connect uh, Wi-Fi network so that in case internet goes down it's still working between the POS. Um, we connect to a plethora of different payment terminals via different payment companies. Um, and uh, now we're adding a customer-facing display. We're actually looking to integrate ourselves into something called ChefXML, which is the the systems that the big chains are using in their in their kitchens, right? So if we want to ever talk to those chains, we can't tell them get rid of all those installations and you know replace it with iPads. You gotta you gotta you gotta bring in you know you gotta connect to them. So these are the kind of things that we do. We have our own we have our own. Uh, features that allow to do simple tasks um, outside the ordering process, which is our ecosystem. Uh, and then we have direct integration. So an example of that is, you know, we'll have our own simple punch clock, which will allow employees to ch check in and out so that, you know, the employers know who's working when and what they owe them. But if somebody needs to go and do more complicated stuff, features like scheduling and transferring shifts between, this is not our core, so we connect to a company, let's say, called Seven Shifts. Right. Yes. We, so we'll we will we'll build our core of features that'll that'll allow someone to run their restaurant or their space or their you know their smaller franchise. But then we'll connect to softwares or platforms that excel at much more advanced features. So that's the kind of stuff we do. And what is the pricing? Uh, ranges from seventy nine to I think it's one forty nine. Um, we have different promotions, of course, and then we also um, resell hardware, of course. Uh, so we'll do, you know, installation trainings and all that. Mm. But it's from seventy-nine to one forty-nine a month. Yeah, and uh, can you share with us some success stories? Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, there is one. Uh, there was this, there was this uh, franchise called Bustan. Actually, it wasn't even a franchise. There's this one place in Montreal called Bustan. It was one mm -hmm. of them. And uh, I actually survived university a long time ago because of it, because it was a $5 meal that you could make. And what was funny about it is like, it was the place. Every, like at three in the morning when all the clubs and all the bars were closed, there'd be lineups around the block because people wanted to eat a delicious shawarma at the end of the, at the, end of the day, at the end of the night. So, uh, you know, I always knew about the brand. And then one day, um, they started franchising. So somebody bought the brand, the guy, the original owner retired. Somebody bought the brand and started to multiply. And when they were at about 
10 or 15 locations, we were not in any of them. Um, so, and I was like, how come we're not in, in any of them? We need this brand. I mean, I love yeah, this brand. Yeah. I've eaten this brand, you know, and, and it's our perfect brand. It's like, Match. it was the first yeah. franchise. Like we, we had another franchise before called Mr. Pretzels, but that was very simple. So we, today we have Mr. Pretzels and it's about 120 locations with us, but Bustana was a much more complicated thing, much more complicated. Uh, br- um, you know, it was a bigger restaurant. Uh, it was not just a small menu, it was a big menu, etc. So, uh, he called up the owner, went to meet him. Uh, sat, he sat down with me. He says, "Tell me why I should use you." Because he goes, "I have right now three point of sales in my in in, tw- in ten to fifteen different locations, and I need to consolidate. And none of them are willing to work with me to build what I need the system to be able to do. Not just for a franchisee level, but a franchisor level." I looked him straight in the face. I said, "Give me the business, and I'll do whatever you want." <laughs> and uh, today we're at uh, sixty locations with them and growing well, uh, about two two a month. Um, and we've built really interesting features with them. We have like a, per- a perfect example. We built automatically calculating all royalties that franchisees need to pay on a weekly and monthly basis, and automatically generate invoices in their accounting softwares, mm. so that their controllers don't have to sit and waste you know t- uh, countless hours a week doing that manual work so this is the kind of stuff that that we that's i think that's one of the best success stories and how competitive is this space (laughs) that's interesting question um for the smbs it's very competitive because an smb won't necessarily understand the difference between like what we're what we're doing versus let's say a full service restaurant pos is going to do they won't understand that truly speed and efficiency is what you're looking for, less touch points, et cetera, because an SMB is not necessarily thinking about growth or scalability. Um, Correct. And whereas, but what's interesting is that, so we have a lot of noise competition, indirect competitors, okay? mm. which, which is, is a challenge in itself because you have to convince people to understand that you're, you're solving pain points that they don't normally yeah, think about. You have about. to educate first. That's right. Whereas, but what's interesting is that for franchises so far, we don't have any competitors. What we have is the, the investment required to swap out existing antiquated systems that have been, that have been ma- massive investments, right? Like a, in installing an NCR uh, into, a franchi- into one location, you're looking at maybe $30,000, $40,000 investment. You know, so it's, and the maintenance fee. Now you're trying yeah. to, then you have, now let's say there's 50 locations and you have to say, well, you need to spend $4,000 just to swap all that out times four, 50 locations. I mean, that's, this is heavy investment. So the willingness to adapt new technology is really our competitor. Yeah. If it's a new franchise, we, we're winning all that business right now. I'm talking about, nice. we only service Canada and the United States. So um, that's pretty much where we're at. Nice, nice. And how did you come up with the idea? It wasn't my idea. <laughs> it was, uh, I used to have a web development studio and the uh, first third wave coffee shop in Canada called Cafe Myriad by Anthony Benda, who's funny enough is the number four barista in the world. He wins wow. uh, one at Vienna, like, so he's number one in Canada. And he called me and he said, I heard you make apps. And I said, yeah, sure, what do you want? He goes, I want a POS. And I was like, I, I didn't know what a POS, I mean, I knew what a POS is, I kind of see them yeah. in the restaurants, but I was like, why? Just go get one, they're free. Shopify at the time, Square, Lightspeed Retail. Um, and he said, in polite terms, he said, none of them solve my problem. 
And I was like, okay, well, what is your problem? He goes, I need to serve 300 coffees or 200 coffees in two hour, within those two-hour windows, and I need the lineup from the door to the cash to be less than four minutes, otherwise people are leaving. So I was like, interesting. I was like, okay, so, so what is it then? He goes, well, I want what McDonald's has. And I said, too bad, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's custom. Like, forget it. It's millions of dollars, right? He yeah. says, exactly. He goes, so what I need is that technology or that level, close to that level of technology at my price point. So I was like, okay, challenge accepted. So we, we built out this first thing. But what was interesting is that it wasn't coming from tech guys making a product and trying to fit it in saying this is how things should work it was coming from a guy that knew exactly what he wanted to achieve yeah and then me who was uh, a U- ux expert I, I guess you can say expert but experience on how to make something usable and user-friendly for anyone so mm. our pos immediately when you look at our point of sale it doesn't look at all like a point of sale it if i handed you our pos within three minutes you know how it works because well, it's built on intuition. And, you know, and the, the mimicking of that is, well, we were like, okay, well, what do we have to do? Well, it has to, it has to feel like Amazon or yeah. eBay, which are the most ugliest interfaces possible, but everybody knows how to use it. Right? Exactly. So that, that's, that's how it all started. It was just basically like we need to build something that doesn't exist. And then slowly but surely, more coffee shops started calling, asking, they're saying, look, we'll give you a few thousand dollars. We want this feature, that feature. And then eventually... As the QSR world started happening, there was taco, food trucks, taco food trucks, and then salad bars. And they were like, we want these features. That. So it was really, it was the perfect mix because it was designed by restaurateurs that know what they needed being in the QSR space. But having a UX, I guess, architect and a team of guys that were always trying to build back in the day marketing things to get people engaged and usability. So it was a perfect marriage of that, which is very rare, which is a very yeah, rare thing. Is. It's a very interesting story. <laughs> I'm amazed. <Yeah. laughs> and are you the only founder? Uh, no, it was my... Uh, I built the original tech stack, but then I had a, f- a co-founder, uh, Nadim Vani, who's a big club owner and restaurateur in, uh, in Canada. Um, so he founded it with me because at the time I was involved in another company and I was like, I can help build the tech, but I can't run it day to day. I don't have the time. And then eventually I left from the other company and I came in and it was the perfect time for me to take over as, as I guess, you know, I, I don't like titles, but CEO and, and really yeah. drive it. And in the last three years, we've seen tremendous growth. We, we started three years ago at 75,000 in ARR. Now we're sitting at 1.5 uh, ARR and we have a ridiculously low churn. So we're not, we're not losing customers. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and have you raised any funds? Yeah, we raised uh, we raised a small round, uh, 1.25 million, uh, from some I guess some private investors, some angels. Uh, one of them is actually Lester Fernandez, who's the co-founder, or well, former co-founder, well, still co-founder, but he's no longer active, and the CT, uh, CFO of uh, Nuve Pivotal Payments, which is now publicly traded. So he invested in us, uh, and uh, that's it. And now we're, we've actually been focusing on profitability uh, for the last three years because we saw what was coming with the valuation games and now we're actually cash flow positive operationally and we plan to have a we're going to have a positive EBITDA of about half a million by the end of 2023 so 
we want profitability over growth. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, that's that's important nowadays, as you said. Yeah, <laughs> cash is king. <laughs> Correct. Um, and uh, how big is your team right now? Uh, I have developers in both Russia and Ukraine. Uh, funny enough, <laughs> with what's happening, but these are these are my, these are my boys. Like this is family. We've been working together for since I started my first business when I was twenty in 2000 and 2002 yeah about that when so, i was born <laughs> yeah <laughs> there you go i'm an old man so uh we've been working with them for a long time so it's just family so i have teams there and in canada we have a, we have a small team we're about uh eight full-time people and we don't plan on scaling too quickly you know uh, i i couldn't be prouder i have a team of people like every person is able to do the job of literally three people and they're not working more like more than one person should work so it's uh, well, again qual- quality over quality over quantity and that's the mantra that's always taken the company but how do how do you manage to achieve that i i think it's a great discipline right uh to, yeah well to stick to those I, principles yeah well the uh, important principle is uh look for um look for accountability not, not responsibility responsibility is ah, i made a mistake oh uh, too bad no accountability is understand that how you directly affect somebody else's work that's that's number one uh the other thing is it's funny i don't look for ex- experience necessarily in what i need someone to do i mean in coding of course you want some, some sort of skill base but an example is um my customer success manager uh never was a customer success manager What's funny is that he was a uh, sergeant in the German army. He was a paramedic and then he was a manager at McDonald's and then he brought us in. He was uh, the director of operations for uh, a vegan chain in Montreal. So mm-hmm. he knows the restaurant space. He knows how to be a drill sergeant, like all of that, right? Then we we uh, we hired uh, our onboarding expert who, who trains everybody and has to have the patience with people that ne- not necessarily understand technology or whatever it may be or are stressed because it's a restaurant. I mean, um, she was the head, the administrator of a methadone clinic for three years. So these are the kind of traits I'll look for. I look for what, what is the role really entail at a root cause? Patients, uh, you know, patients, skill set of like communication, whatever it may be. And I'll look for those things over actual experience in, in, in like say the software, you know, does that, does that make sense? Yeah. So that, uh, that's how, uh, that's how I build my teams. I look for things like that because I can't even write a line of code. I literally cannot li- write even a hello world, but I can read code once it's written because I did mathematics in the, in the, in the day. So I have that, that skill set available to me. So that's, I applied that into what I'm doing. I really like your thinking, and I, I guess every every employee for the company has a unique story. In that yeah, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> we're we're a very eclectic group of people to say the least. But but it makes it fun, you know. It's like, exactly. Like, you know, it's it's if you're gonna grow, if you're gonna grow, in, you know, if you're especially you're gonna grow in software, like look, we see it, we see what's happening in general, and I don't want to bash any companies, but just examples of like, again, I'm, I'm not bashing, but I but. I don't get it. I it may, I just don't understand. But like, look look at Toast. I mean, look at Toast. And if, just from the reviews of support, it's a disaster. I, I you know, as a founder, yeah, okay, you made a lot of money. That's great, and, and maybe that's your what you want, and that's cool. But 
I, it's not, it's not for me. If I, you know, if I, if I had a stock that looked like their graph from day one, literally in decline, I don't know if I would wake up in the morning, like leave my bedroom. I'd be embarrassed. I would be. Um, so there's a trade-off and I've, ch I chose the, the, the different, different approach to things. Yeah. And do you have any piece of advice for founders? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, make sure that you know what you're not good at early on and find people that you can trust to help you with that example. Like I was terrible, terrible at reading even an Excel spreadsheet for finances. And I made the mistake of not finding back in the day a CFO. And so before I really embarked into, let's say MYR and trying to grow it into what it was, um, I found a CFO. And, uh, and then that CFO actually, you know, it was a CFO for hire. And then, and then he built the model and he worked with me. He explained it to me. Like he, I'm not by any means an expert, but I plugged that leak early before I embarked on taking people's money and growing. Uh, also get someone who's extremely good in operations. That's the, the these are the two things you want to know. But the, the first piece of advice is know what you're not good at and plug those leaks. I mean, and don't get me wrong. Don't say, I don't want to know anything about it. I found people. You need to know what's going on. So be ready to learn, but, but you know, plug yeah. the leaks early. Yeah. You have to find the, the balance there. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and I have just one last question. What's your favorite software that you use daily? <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's Basecamp and, and my, and my developers hate it because they're like, stop, they're like, use Jira. And I look at Jira and I'm like, I'm too old to learn this. <laughs> I like, I like simplicity. So Basecamp is my, is my daily oh, and, and Gmail. I mean, that's not really, I mean, it's just a, that's a necessity, but software. I like Basecamp because it allows me to just simply write out what I need done. But now that I have a great CTO, um, is actually phenomenal. Who's also helping me like product manage. Now I can write it. He said, okay, fine. You can keep base camp. I'll take it and I'll put it into Jira. So uh. it worked out. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.